Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. Our focus here on Healing Quest is optimum health and integrative medicine, and sometimes that means confronting a very tough problem. And one of those was very much in this, uh, the news this week when we received a sweeping new report on the worldwide health crisis, that is, obesity. The study was conducted by the Imperial College of London and the World Health Organization, and based on data from 130 million people, the largest epidemiological study ever done, I think. It found a couple of really disturbing things. One that really leapt out at us was that the number of obese children and adolescents, those at ages 5 to 19, has risen tenfold, tenfold in the past four decades and is continuing to rise. It ain't getting any better. The study's lead author says the fundamental problem is that healthy, nutritious foods are too expensive for poor families around the world. He's urging new regulations and efforts to protect children from unhealthy foods that are making them obese. The study says that as as of last year, the world had 50 million obese girls and 74 million obese boys. Oh, boy. The researchers also said that obesity is a global health crisis that threatens to worsen in the coming years if drastic action isn't taken. And it... Yes. Can't, I mean, how could you disagree with that? You, you, you can't. Uh, they, they call for countries around the world to do you know, everything they can to reduce the consumption of what they called cheap, ultra-processed, calorie-dense, nutrient-poor foods. What a huge challenge that is. And we all know what those foods are. So the issue is how can we get them out of, out of our life as much as possible, and especially out of our kids' life. Well, that blunt language of that report reminded me of an interview we'd done five years ago with Dr. Alan Green, a nationally known pediatrician and author. We wanted to know if switching children and adolescents to a healthy, mostly organic diet really worked to make them better, and Dr. Green had some great results to share with us. Well, first he told us about a Harvard study done with kids in the suburbs of Seattle, typical suburban kids. They tested them to see if they'd been exposed to pesticides, and they found that these kids had evidence of organophosphates above the levels that the EPA considers safe. Now, remember, these were kids living in the suburbs. They they were not in an agricultural area. But even these suburban kids had evidence of pesticides in their system. But the good news is they switched these kids to a mostly organic diet. Now, no big changes. If they were eating conventional apples last week, they had organic apples this week and so forth. So they didn't have to learn to like any weird new foods just healthier versions of what they'd been eating. And the researchers found that within 24 hours, the pesticides virtually disappeared from the systems of the kids in this study. And those pesticides stayed gone as long as the youngsters kept eating the, you know, the healthier diet. But when they switched back to their previous diet, Dr. Green said the pesticide levels in their system shot right back up to readings that were above EPA safety limits. <laughs> Good news there that, in fact, healthy food does make a difference. And this is by no means the only study. He told us about a number of them. But the other one that I was really interested in was a series of studies done in England looking at chemical additives to food and their effect on behavior. The research was funded by the British equivalent of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and was a double-blind, placebo-controlled study involving thousands of kids. So very heavy-duty science was involved there. That's right. And Dr. Green said what the researchers found was that when you take the chemical preservatives, now we're talking about the colors and the artificial dyes out of the food, the behavior of the kids dramatically improved. He told us it was on the same order of magnitude as if they were getting Ritalin just by getting rid of the chemicals. That's amazing. So a healthier organic diet does indeed have a big impact in the battle to make our kids healthier, and in the battle against obesity. But at the same time, we're all well aware of the fact that switching to a mostly organic diet can be economically challenging, which is why a few months ago we were very pleased to see an economic analysis from the Environmental Working Group about how it is possible to eat organic without breaking the bank. 
The study was called Organic Within Reach. The analysis concluded that with a little planning, cooking organic food can save money and time, help you eat better, and protect the environment as well. So here's the quote that really caught my eye, quote, Many typical American households could afford to eat organic food regularly for about one-third of what the average American spends eating out. You know, when you told me this, when you found this and shared it with me, I couldn't believe it. That kind of solves the problem. You just eat out a little bit less. Yeah, this is not to say you don't ever get to go out anymore. It just means instead of going out uh, four times a week, maybe you go three. Mm-hmm. And there's other strategies about how you cook your food. So first of all, I mean, obviously this is a, this is a good economic return. ROI is really good. But also you just get better food. So let us tell you some of the other things in this analysis that we think are really interesting. Americans eat out a lot, like four times a week on average. That's like maybe twice in a fast food restaurant and twice in a casual restaurant. The analysis included some really interesting statistics, like the average American household income is $58,000 a year. But the average amount spent eating out is $2,787, to be precise, uh, per household. And that assumes like two or three people in the home. Yeah, I think about $2,700, So what's that, about nearly half of the household food budget? Exactly. This is according to all the statistics these folks found. There may be other ways to, uh, let's just say, evaluate that investment of our dollars. The analysis found that the average cost of eating out is almost three times the cost of cooking. (laughs) Actually, it, really, this is about a... Th- and this isn't eating out, you know, this isn't fine dining. This no, is no. eating at a fast food restaurant Absolutely. or a casual restaurant. Yeah, exactly. And so they got some uh, data from the Department of Labor, which showed that the typical American household spends an average of $1.80 per person per meal at home. Well, that same household spent an average of $5.36 per person per meal eating out. So here's another quote from the report that we like. It says, cooking even with all organic ingredients, is about a third the cost of eating out. A third. You know, we should note that if you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And you're listening to Healing Quest. We're talking about a report on how even on a budget, it's possible to have organic food in our daily diet frequently. That's right. Most people say they just don't have time to cook at home because they don't have time to do that. But the analysis showed that eating out takes just as much time and sometimes more than cooking at home. So let's be specific here. They, they found that at a casual restaurant during dinner hours, the analysis showed that the time to drive, wait to be seated and served, and drive home averages 44 minutes. At a sit-down restaurant, the average time is 71 minutes. Hmm. So obviously, cooking at home could stretch out for hours if you let it, which tends to happen at our house. <laughs> especially with wine, but it doesn't have to. And a few go-to meals and some basic planning, the analysis shows that you can beat both the time and the financial cost of eating out. You know, another big factor the analysis correctly highlights is you can avoid obesity that frequently comes with eating out. The U.S. Department of Agriculture found that people who eat out frequently are most likely to be overweight or obese than people who have most of their meals at home. So it's healthier. It's healthier if you cook at home. Yes, and that also gives you a chance to have those family meals that we've talked about that are very important. All kinds of good reasons. Ample evidence shows that takeout and restaurant foods tend to be low in nutrients and high in empty calories. I don't think any of us want more empty calories. (laughs) Judy and I love to go out and eat. You need to balance that decision and that expenditure against some of these other factors, and we just would like to have you know about those other factors. Uh, It's meal planning, it's shopping, and making sure that maybe... You think about what you're going to have for a week. One of the things that the report mentions is soups, which is one of my favorite things, because when you make a big pot of soup, 
you get more than one day's food out of that. What's the bottom line here, Roy? Well, one of the things that really caught my eye is the National Resources Council did a study which found that if you spend 10 minutes a week planning your meals for that week, you could save more than $2,000 a year in food that's thrown away. So just think about if you've got a $10 bill in your pocket, take it out and put it on the on the desk in front of you. Put another buck on there and think about throwing that in the trash every week for the entire year for every person in the house because that is unfortunately the waste that happens here here in the U.S. Perfectly good food wasted because of poor planning or the use-by dates got expired before anybody noticed. $11 per person per week thrown away. Be great to not have that waste going on in our life. Mm, certainly would. So let's go back to that quote that we told you about at the beginning of this part of our show. Many typical American households could afford to eat organic food regularly for about a third of what the average American spends eating out. So again, have- yeah, I, 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 again, you know, that requires planning. And the Environmental Working Group on their website has plans and recipes, and they can help you with this. So that's uh, ewg.org, I think. ewg.org has it all. One final thought is uh, a few uh, weeks ago we had an interesting story with uh, Dr. Alan Green and his wife Cheryl. And and she said, you know, um, this whole converting to organic, uh, you don't have to dive right in. It can just be when you're out shopping, uh, just substitute one item a week for what you used to buy conventionally. And then maybe the next week it's two. So you can ease into it. Um, But whatever you can do, it can make a big impact in terms of your health And in this case, it doesn't have to break the bank. Thank you, Roy, for finding all this information. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, so one of the takeaways here is that a little at a time every day can truly make a big difference in dealing with this obesity epidemic. And we can all make a difference if we all begin switching away from, let's see, how did did that one study refer to it? Uh, The cheap, ultra-processed, calorie-dense, nutrient door. Nutrient-poor foods. I can barely even say the words. <laughs> Let's get them out of, our, out of our diet. That's right. Well, up next, the scientific upside of gratitude, five proven benefits you'll want to know about. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at kfbk.com or on the iHeartRadio app and by Googling Healing Quest iHeart Podcasts. And you can email us at info at healingquestradio.com, info at healingquestradio.com, or call us 877-544-4827. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. Radio. 